Hello cacao and plant magic lovers, this is Princess Manzon of Maya Cacao Magic. Welcome to another episode of Cacao Creativity and Magic. This is a series of Instagram live chats with guest artists and healers. The episodes are later on uploaded here on Spotify podcast. And the main intention for the series is to share and explore how cacao, medicinal plants, and other healing modalities can be beneficial to holistic health and well-being. In this episode, we had the opportunity to chat with Tets Agustin. She is an internationally certified Enneagram coach, certified quantum human design specialist, and intuitive business strategist. As a true manifesting generator in human design, she is also a writer, an oracle decorator, and a certified Usui Reiki 2 and Shamanic Reiki healer on top of her roles as mom and wife. It was such an honor and a treat to be able to chat with Tats and to have a glimpse of her work and how she can help you with your business, career, or personal self-development. We hope that this episode will inspire you to experiment and explore your own gifts and quantum potential, whether if it's with a mentor or on your own self-discovery. And if you're ready to build soul-led strategies that will stick, check out this conversation that we had with Tets Agustin. Hi, Tets. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so thankful to be here. Um, hi, everyone. Thank you for having me, Princess. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for saying yes. You know, I just started this um, Instagram live with Cacao Creativity and Magic. Mm-hmm. And I saw your work here on Instagram. Like, we exchanged messages before. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, guide us through what what you do <laughs> and, and with your work. Um if you can introduce yourself first and let us know about your work and then from there we can chat a little bit about your own personal journey leading up to how you um, got to here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, I'm Tetz Agustine. Um, I call myself in a nutshell a soul print mentor. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about what Soulprint is later on. But among other things, I am um, a certified Enneagram coach. I'm a certified quantum human design specialist. I'm also um, a, a Zosui Reiki, Shamanic Reiki practitioner. I'm also an Oracle Deck creator, an intuitive reader for Tarot and Oracle. And um, I do life coaching and business coaching. Um, and I integrate both of that under the Soulprint um you know, umbrella or soul print framework. Um, I've been told a lot of people have been like, I always shocked. Like they go to my website or they, they talk to me and they meet me and then they ask like, how do you do all of these things? <laughs> it doesn't quite make sense that you're doing like a number of things. Um, but a lot of that is really rooted in my own energy type under human design, which is a manifesting generator. Um, which are, or we are all multi-passionate, multipreneurs, everything multi. So um, yeah, so and I'll talk a little bit more about that later on. So, 
yeah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so soul print is like, for example, right? I just, you know, like stumble upon your Instagram and I see mm-hmm. your work. We know or some know about human design, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit about Enneagram. Still, I'm a bit confused because there yeah. are so many like personality types also, <laughs> but that's easy to look up, right? And yes. then Reiki is becoming really um, popular. A little bit more mainstream, yeah. yeah, and then there's the cards, the tarot. Mm-hmm. But what about soul print? Like if I say, okay, I, I, I want to explore something with tests, but I don't know what soul print is really. <laughs> um, and see, that was my main, um, I think I came upon soul print um, in putting that together because on in my own personal journey, it was always, I felt there was always something missing. You know, I was like, I started exploring, you know, I've always been a fan of like um, personality typing tests and, you know, psychological-based um, personality assessments and systems and things like that. But there was always something missing for me. Um, and every time that I found something missing, I always try to add a little bit of, you know, maybe explore a new system and then ex- add a little bit of what I know from, you know, something I've studied from the past and things like that. Um, and through all of that, you know, that entire journey, I've managed to put together, let's say, my own spin, you know, take what I think what really is absolutely necessary from all of these different modalities and put it under the soul print framework. So for me, if I would describe soul print in a nutshell, like in a, in a really um, simple, you know, way, you know how everybody has like, you know, we have our um, fingerprints, which separate us from everybody else in a unique way, but only on a physical level, right? Um, what about, I, I started questioning what about, you know, I really do believe that each of one, each one of us could, are also like uniquely different from each other on a soul level, right? On a cellular level. You know, and, and that's something that I refer to as um, our soul prints. And that's something that I help, or I help my clients um, figure out and, from there, we put together unique strategies that are unique for them. You know, it's not just, you know, your one-size-fits-all kind of strategies. And that was something that, you know, also like, ah, no, it doesn't work. You don't just go, you know, you don't just take like um, a sales course and, you know, this particular thing that worked for somebody else will work for everybody, you know, will work for you. Um, or like this particular healing modality will work for you because everybody said, you know, it worked for them. It's, it's not always the case because we're all so different from each other. Um, and sometimes it derails us even further when we go through um, some some strategies maybe that aren't really meant for our for the way that we're designed as people. Um, for example, for the longest time, I've been told, even when I was younger, that you know, but you have to focus on something. You'll never be successful if you don't focus on a single thing. Um, and it it always made me feel bad every time that I pivoted from something. So, you know, um, in college, I was I studied. Um, interdisciplinary studies, which is, I guess, why also I'm pretty good at integrating a lot of different things. Um, but I majored in philosophy and English literature. But when I graduated from college, I started a career in film production. <laughs> so I was a film producer for a couple of years. 
um, which has nothing to do with what I studied, right? Um, and then I got married. I became a mom. I wanted to become a mom, um, like a full-time work, um, stay-at-home mom. And then after that, you know, it suddenly I'm here <laughs> exploring the Enneagram, starting creating my own Oracle decks because I've always loved and valued, you know, using tarot, using tarot cards and Oracle cards and all of these things. Um, and, you know, it was always like this one thing after another. And I've always felt with every shift, there was a tiny part of me um, that was like hearing the voices that me, my parents told me and, you know, mentors, other mentors told me that you can never be successful unless you focus on one single thing, right? You can't mm-hmm. always be shifting. You can't always be changing. But it wasn't until I discovered and really studied human design that I was given the permission to just be myself, you know, that I was told that you, you are actually meant to be doing all of these things <laughs> uh-huh. at the same time because you have the energy to do it as long as you're following whatever it is that lights you up, whatever it is that makes you happy. And the moment that it doesn't, feel free to ditch it and then go to the next thing. And so far, that's been so liberating for me um, as a person. And that's something that, you know, the, all of these things... Um, I really work with um, with my clients in finding, you know, in just helping them not become better people, not not to help them or coach them to be more or like better or like different from who they are, but really just go through go through a bit of shedding, <laughs> a lot of shedding most of the time, not really a bit, a lot of shedding of things that they thought they were but really aren't um, and just really you know start to embody that true self you know that's so gas gas you know the whole true self like who you really are authentically you but you know that there's there's that person there before the world kind of told you that you're supposed to be this you're supposed to be you know not this and things like that um, from the way from our family upbringing to uh, the way that we've studied in school to the way that society has told us what we should be or shouldn't be and, and things like that there's that person that's just you right and, and help them become more discover that become more comfortable with that and then really shine through with what's uniquely yours Right and who uniquely who you uniquely get they get so excited. See this manifesting generator <laughs> energy. <laughs> it's 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 that. you can you are special enough as you are without all the you know. If you need all the bells and whistles, fine. You can be that. You can be extra. You can be loud. You can be you know. You can be weird. But if you're the quiet type, right? But if you're the quiet type also and feel like, okay, I feel like a little introverty. I don't want to feel like so. That's fine also. You know, that doesn't mean you can't shine. You can't have a successful business. For example, it's, it's the little things eh, that, you know, some, I was talking to a friend earlier about um, she's a projector and I'm leading into I'm leading with that um, I'm leading with that example because I know you mentioned that you're also a projector in terms of human design right <laughs> I'd love so, to know more about your friend now. Yeah, <laughs> so see, that's why I'm leading with that. Um, I'm leading with that um, particular um, chat that we were having earlier. So she's, um, yeah, so she's a projector. She runs her own business. She runs a business, um, an online business. But she's never, you know, she she was talking about. We were talking about how you know you have to show up live all the time these days. You have to do video nowadays. Um, you know because we're playing with you know. <laughs> Here because we're playing, you know, with how, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all these things, you know, are supposed to do, sort of play the game, right? 
Um, but as a projector, that's something that, you know, she doesn't really have the energy for. It's not something that she thinks she can sustain. Um, she feels that, you know, um, sometimes she'd rather just be chill online, like posting in her stories, writing, you know, content, long-form content um, on her on her Instagram page and on her blog and things like that. And we're talking about, you know, if ordinarily, if she did not know about, you know, her human design, if we did not work through what her Enneagram type was. So she's a friend and a client. Uh, <laughs> um, but because we know all of these little things about her, um, she's very driven. She's, you know, she's, high, she's an achiever because she's um, an Enneagram type 3. So you have those um, achiever personality types, um, but also a projector. So she can't necessarily like, you know, be like with her go-go-go attitude. It can't be supported with the energy that she has, which isn't sustainable. Um, and this is something that I think um, we were talking about earlier, how projectors don't have um, access to sustainable ener workforce energy or life force energy. Um, and, and, and really, that was something that, you know, I really shifted the way that she handled her business. So now she's taking more vacations. She's, you know, really like allowing herself to like step away from work. But it hasn't derailed the it hasn't derailed the success of her business. In fact she's <laughs> earning like she's doing like six figures now and seven figures now. But in a way that she's you know, she's more relaxed. She has more time with her family. And, and she's, in fact, she's going on a week-long vacation tomorrow. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh my God! <laughs> Can I come with you? You know? Um, but I love that she's honoring that. Um, and, and, and that really shifts a lot because suddenly we don't have to subscribe to the, especially if you're the projector types, you know, the non-generator the non types, a projector, a manifester, a reflector who don't have... Um, sustainable workforce energy or life force energy. So you don't have to subscribe to the hustle, you know, and, and feeling like you have to keep going all the time. You can be successful in a way that your energy supports. So hopefully, the more that we talk about it, that's something that will help you shift also. Yeah, I, I think it's really more about, about what you said, you know, like you can do all these things, but it's also knowing like where to direct and how to manage your your energies, right? It's like, because that's me. I like working with my hands. I know this, but I'm effective when I just work with my hands and I don't have to do other things like do admin <laughs> things or think, right? Or else I'll just be there. But then in my, my head is also like doing a lot of things. But then mm -hmm. now I'm realizing that I can just only be doing one thing at a time while plan other things, but not do them all together. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, is it, I this want to go back to... Right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to go back to um, earlier when you introduced yourself and you mentioned, uh, how do we take out these... Anyways, the comment. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you were in production, and I really love how you're expressing yourself and you know doing what you feel like you know you're supposed to be doing. Like you want to mm -hmm. do everything, right? And then knowing that you're a manifesting generator, having the permission for you to do that—that's really brave. So now going back to your old, you know, work, old life. <laughs> production and producing films um 
I'm curious, do you have clients who are also in the industry, like in showbiz? Because I know how stressful and confusing it is to be in this um, line of business, right? I used to work also for um, events and production companies before, and I'm not even the actor, you know, but I already know the stress <laughs> and I forget the real me outside of the event or, or of the whatever that's happening, right? Outside of the show. Mm -hmm. And I know that we, like all these people, how, mm -hmm. do, how do I best describe them? Like they're very <laughs> fast and they, they use a lot of their energy and their emotions. So they take a lot of, I think, time and maybe coaching to get out of that space, right? Do, do you mm -hmm. have clients like, like these people and how do you like, <laughs> manage or mentor or help them i'm not i'm not just talking about actors but it's good it could also be like high performing you know athletes or business yeah. people yeah i find that um and this may be um controversial but <laughs> i find that and and i think i can you know i can give myself permission to speak about it because um i was one of them <laughs> i was there yeah. um that was you know that was a life that i lived for the longest time and i think because the whole industry moves so quickly and um the the culture is really different that i'm not sure that i don't think a lot of people are ready to really slow down and you know sort of get in you know stay get grounded and start facing themselves um you know who they really are outside of the work that they do um and i hope that's something and i feel like you know with the way things are shifting in in life nowadays that's something that would happen more um sooner <laughs> rather um but i did finish um an enneagram workshop i did a series of workshops for a couple of um young artists for um star cinema so i worked for um with them for a while um so i did a an enneagram workshop with a couple of their um rice artists so pretty thick teens um and it was really interesting because we i we worked on determining um their enneagram type really getting to know you know um and for those of you who aren't familiar with the enneagram it's a personality typing system um it's a pattern typing system that's a little bit more psychological but really goes into understanding why we do the things that we do or why we react to things around us right so it's a lot about not really the behavior or how we behave but why we behave the way that we do um so we went through that for them on a personal level, but also work on applying that in terms of understanding their characters, you know, the characters that they're portray, um, in terms of also like really um, figuring, you know, helping them um, track the way that their characters would grow if they were real people. Because obviously, if you're an actor, you'd want you be, you know, you'd want your characters or the, the characters that you're watching to be as real as possible, right? So, um, and if I'm hoping that's helped them. <laughs> that's helped them, you know, with the projects that they have coming up. Um, but in terms of, um, in, you, if you're curious, like what kind, like, what um, kind field? <laughs> Most of my clients are a lot of them are really soul-centered entrepreneurs having their own businesses. Um, 
So I work with a lot of my peers, I would say, who are also, you know, Reiki healers. I work with a lot of tarot leaders. I work with um, business owners, also online business owners. So And also mm-hmm. those who are pretty, you know, are leaders in their own fields who work in big corporations, um, you know, in high-ranking, um, high-achieving positions. And I think it's really to to be... To have the guts, <laughs> to have the courage, because it's not easy, right? It's it's not. I'm, I'm my God. It's I, I'm so against the whole like you know. Let's love and light and just like like affirmation our way through becoming better people movement. <laughs> um, and people might hate me for that, so you cannot follow me. That's all. That's fine. But um, one thing you'll learn about me is that you know I'm as, I, I try to be as real as possible, and it's hard, you know, really getting to know yourself, shedding things that you've been conditioned with is tough. It's it's not an easy thing to do, and more often than not, will face <laughs> things about ourselves that we don't want to. Um, things about, you know, the way that we've behaved that we don't like to recall or remember. Um, and I don't like to, you know, I don't like to gloss over it or like, you know, um, like fluff <laughs> my way around it. Um, and I can talk about that because I've experienced that also with um, with other, with, with past um programs and forces that I've had where, you know, we sort of just like gloss over the whole thing and think like, no, you just think positive or like, you know, look at the bright side and you've passed through that and things like that. And I'm like, no shit. And then, you know, once the next hard thing comes, you're back to this to where you were, you know, prior to the entire thing. So it's 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 not something that you can sugarcoat, you know, or tiptoe around. It's it's tough. Um and I find that you have to be determined. Um, if you want to go through, you know, if you really want to have like a successful transformation with this entire thing, um, you kind of have to decide that it's okay for me to be uncomfortable for a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. And then, you know, and as you go through that, you know, um, growth period where you're uncomfortable and it feels achy and you're looking at, you know, the yucky parts of yourself that you don't quite reveal to everybody else. Um, you have me to, you know, to catch you and hold you and walk through it and like motivate you and push you if you need extra pushing. And then I work on, and that's also why um, I have Reiki and Shamanic Reiki and, you know, all of these, like, so that I can support, you know, the energies that they have as they go through these transformations. And, you know, there's, there's this gentle, loving, <laughs> caressing also. Yeah. And it's, it's that whole balance of everything um, yeah. that makes up what soul print is, I think. So it's a little bit of everything. You know, it gives you that reality check of who you are at present. Um, who you are that's been conditioned by everybody, by society, by your family, by the experiences that you've had. Um, and then, you know, we unpack that through all of the other things, you know, all of the other systems, all of the other processes um, that, that I have under my belt. And then I support you with it and heal, you know, we heal it little by little. And, you know, and, and hopefully that's when you, you know, at the end of it, that's where you start doing it. I let go a little bit 
you start embodying that particular that person you've forgotten, you know, who you're really born to be, who you were born as, and you just start living life be from there, you know. And and most of my clients don't need me after that. <laughs> Which is something that, you know, um I really like, you know, I, I pride myself. <laughs> I'm like some people like, you know, we just have a session and we go to that and that's fine. Some people they take longer and that's fine too. You know, but yeah. Is it- is a session enough? Because I don't think, you know, just having one talk is mm-hmm. enough, right? I mean, we have a whole, <laughs> I don't know, lifetime to unpack and rebirth, especially with the kind of um, clients that you're just talking about, you know, mm-hmm. like stepping into this new version of yourself, going mm-hmm. into a soul-based business or work right i i was listening to a podcast today and and this i forgot who it was but it it was about there's no such thing as being healed you know like Mm -hmm. you never really heal it's healing is a journey like there's no destination because every time you heal one thing (laughs) you know you you go something else comes up (laughs) yeah and you're like you're I think it's 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 also why um I don't know, I think that's it becomes a problem when we sort of apply a band-aid solution to things. Um but once you really dive down into let's say we just apply we choose one system. Let's choose the Enneagram, which helps you figure out why you do the things that you do, right? Um, it's a lot of things can boil down to, let's say, um, I'll talk about myself. I'm an Enneagram type 8. So Enneagram type 8s are, um, we, we call it polarity. The things that we do are either because we are trying to be strong or we're trying not to be weak. So a lot of the things, the reasons why we do things. So let's say I, I experienced something. Um, okay, let's say I left my childhood home after college, a few months after college, um, because I, let's say I wanted to appear stronger, right? I was playing to, you know, I'm not weak. I can stand on my own. I don't need to, I don't need anybody's help to do, you know, the things, you know, whatever it is. And, um, actually, that entire thing happened. Um, and for the longest time, I was highly in debt. <laughs> um, because I didn't want to ask help from my parents. I didn't want to ask, you know, help from anybody. You know, I felt like it was something, you know, I wanted to be able to do that. But I couldn't. It wasn't until I really looked back. Um, this, was, this was like post-motherhood already. Um, when I decided that I didn't want my kid to have to go through healing and coaching and things like that because I haven't done the work on myself, you know. Um, I'm not, I don't want to subject my, my child to that um, the way that I have. I'm working on through a lot of shit, basically. <laughs> that, because my parents, you know, it wasn't something that was entertained during their generation, you know. It wasn't, you know, introspection and self-development and personal development that, that wasn't, talked about at all during the time right um so that's okay it's, it's it's a matter of us understanding that also but um it was when i was looking back to that it was 
I came upon the realization that I didn't need to be. You know, that was something that was holding me back. Um, that strength, in fact, can, comes from vulnerability. And and when when you you're talking about um, you know things come up in the future, and then you sort of like feel like you need more help. But really, even in just that system, it will always boil down to that those two things. Either you're doing that, whatever that is, or you're not doing it because you're, you feel like it's going to make you weak, or you're doing this thing because you know, you're trying to appear stronger. Whatever that version of strong is for you, if it's physically strong, if, it's, um, if you feel like strong people are smart, you're always going to be you know, doing the next smart thing. You don't want to appear dumb because you feel that's weakness. Or if you feel like strength is in not feeling emotions, then that's something that you're going to be doing again and again. And it's just going to take different forms. But at the end of the day, it will all boil down to that. And, and that's just the Enneagram. You know? If you go through your entire human design chart, for example, um, and you know that human design is really um, basically having an energy blueprint. You know, it's, it's a mix of a lot of different things. You have Eastern and Western astrology. You have um, the Judaic Kabbalah. You have the Hindu chakra system. You have quantum physics even embedded in it. Um, and you understand little bits and pieces of what makes up who you are as a person. And it's sort of like a guide that you can go back to and, and remember, you know, every time. More of as an empowering tool of like, oh, hey, I'm doing this. Maybe I'm doing this because maybe this Enneagram type tells me that, you know, this is why I'm doing this particular action. Um, what should I be doing instead? Maybe I need to go back into my, you know, and check my human design chart. And, you know, what does that say about me? What should, how should I be handling this instead? What are my gifts? What are my strengths? Um, what is the best way for me to manage this? What is my purpose even? How do I manifest things to be better? And, and really, there's so many ways that you can apply um, um, all of these systems into whatever it is that happens to you in the future. But it will all boil down as long as you know who you are. Um, you're pretty, pretty much have a concrete picture of who that is. Whatever else that comes, you know, whatever hurdle, whatever challenge comes your way, you're always going to be able to catch yourself. You know, because you have that awareness already that, okay, you know, almost as if you're like looking at yourself, you know, from, from outside and, and you're able to tell yourself, okay, Tets, you're doing this again, you know, and, and you know, stop it, you know, that you're, you're performing because da-da-da or, you know, you, you've always, you'll always be managed, you'll always manage to do that because you have the awareness now. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of the problems that we have nowadays um, with, with, sticking to like certain strategies or like certain systems lang um, is because it, we we get like the a band like I mentioned a band aid solution or something mm -hmm. yeah, like oh, okay so you know you're not you know you're you're going through let's say um, you don't have the confidence to show up let's say on social media and you go through this entire course about you know how to show up on social media um, and you get these like tricks of like okay you practice, have a script, have an outline, or like um, try a filter because it makes you feel comfortable or like extra pretty. <laughs> and then and, and that gives you confidence and you, you play the algorithm post X amount of times. You know, all of these strategies, right? 
But if you're not confident with who you are, you don't even know who that is, then how the heck are you going to be, you know, able to show up and, yeah. and show people how amazing you are? Yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't. I, I believe you can't bullshit your way out of that. Sorry. <laughs> you yeah. can't. You just can't, yeah. right? It's, people are going to see through that, especially now. Well, yeah. You can't. It's just... One thing that I, I as you were talking, no, and you said like type 8 is like, Kind of like avoiding being, how did you say it? Being like being, weak. Yeah, being weak yeah. or like trying to be strong, right? Yeah. And most people, especially the, you know, business leaders or, you know, the people who are okay. I am okay. Mm-hmm. I have no problem. <laughs> but then there's a side of, I guess, not just me, but a lot of people who are also into healing arts that really mm-hmm. want to like, you know investigate and like i know there's something wrong or like painful about you uh about you like you know like that you're going through so how do you bring that out and as a challenge to Mm -hmm. to you or i would just say to us like how do you bring that how do you make them be um, vulnerable is maybe not the term because nobody wants to be vulnerable but like to open up and say like you know, like, you're right. I can't keep hiding and I can't keep pretending, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, how how do you walk them? Because I think sometimes it's really obvious when you see them, mm-hmm. but they just won't, you know, like, mm-hmm. own up to what they're going through. And for, in your personal experience, how do you bring that out? Um, it's, it's tough because... Um, because I work with with energy, right? Um, it's something that I feel. <laughs> Even before they tell me, I'm like, okay, no shit, you're going to, you're fine, no shit, I don't quite believe you. But, um, and also, as an intuitive, you kind of have a feeling about, you know, something, you know, and then I, I can pull up my cards and, I, and get a bit of insight on that. Um, but really, in terms of, um, a coaching scenario or a one-on-one scenario. Um, one thing that I always make sure of is that I only work with someone who is ready, you know, who is willing and open enough to like, not maybe even like unhash, you know, like, like, like bear their soul. No, no, not, not even to that level, but at least be willing to see what the next step is. Because I've also um, had, you know, conversations with people who want to receive coaching, but from the get-go, you know that they're closed off. You know that they're not ready. And, and they tell you that. And it's like, okay. And, and I'm very frank with them. I mean, they don't accept clients who aren't ready. It's like, no, I can't work with you um, because you're not. And I, but I hope that when the time comes that you are ready, um, that you'd be willing to take the next step, you'd be willing to become more open about, you know, at the very least, what you're going through or what your feelings are or what your thoughts are, then I can work with you. That's something that I can work with. Um, I don't like to, you know, and I know a lot of people also are just like, no, sayang, sayang, you know, that's, uh, you know, you never know, you might be able to convert that person, you might be able to like, trans- you know, <laughs> like, it's a challenge. Um, my old Type 8, Enneagram type 8 personality who would be always be up for a challenge would be all for that. Um, but even type 8s have to grow. 
<laughs> and evolve, right? Um, and I just don't. I just I give them the space that they need um, for them to be more open, to to just to just be ready, I guess. Um, but in terms of like once there's that even like the tiny tiny glimmer of like, sige, I think I want to, or like I think I'm ready. I'm ready to make a change. I don't know what it is. I don't know what that's gonna look like, or what I'm. Or I'm not even clear with what my problem is, but I need help. You know, just that first step of saying, yes, I want to choose myself. I need help. Can you please help me? Um, that will open, like, the floodgates. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and one of my, and this is something that I have to thank human design for also, is I, I have, it's me discovering, it's, it's in one of, my, one of my channel, one of my human design channels, um, actually describe sort of like gives me the permission, gives me the permission. <laughs> and, you know, it's it about, um, I'm, I find it like people don't really struggle telling me <laughs> what they're feeling and what they're going through. Um, you know, once we're in that space, I suppose because I'm also able to, you know, hold space for them. Um, but once we're in that space, it doesn't, it's, it's never become um a challenge. It's never become a hurdle with, with any of my clients. Um, and when and and when there's really and of course it's normal for us to have blocks, right? You're working with a client, you'll have certain certain blocks that um, you'll find the client having a bit of resistance, maybe. Um, and that's when they use like bring in a little bit of like I prescribe them cacao. <laughs> To relax. <laughs> to relax and to really, you know, it, because it helps them open up. I'm like, no, it's just chocolate. <laughs> yeah. and, right? It's healthy. At the end of the day, it's healthy. It's going to make your body, you know, love you even more. It's just loving your body instead of like putting junk on it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's nothing, it's not any different from maybe taking a cup of coffee in the morning or a cup of tea. You just take a cup mm-hmm. of cacao. You know, and it's something that, and I've prescribed that to a couple of uh, clients for a while. So, mm-hmm. like, now I'm, I'm glad that I can, you know, I've, I've sent, I think, two people so far since <laughs> I discovered, you know, my Hoka Magic um, to, to, like, you no know, check it out. And, like, no, take it. I make them go through, like, take it for X amount of days to just help mm-hmm. them really relax. And then, like, you know, journal what your thoughts are during that time. And I find that it helps break down their defenses. Yeah. Or their blocks. Um, sometimes I help, so I support it with Reiki to sort of like you know, peel off <laughs> some energy blocks yeah. that are are there, um, and then we start talking again. We go back, so it's never this forced. And in, in, that's one of the perks of having a lot of tools in <laughs> your toolbox, yeah. right? You can always pull out something that is needed at the right moment, um, mm-hmm. depending on the client. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's... I find that a few of our like um, cacao lovers, mm-hmm. they have shifted from coffee to cacao. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to be, you know, like caffeine addicts, mm-hmm. right? Like they can't yeah. function without the coffee. But cacao is that also. It can be addictive. I, mm-hmm. I we went to from coaching to cacao now right but as tools yeah. okay. it's it's more like you when you're more relaxed it's easier for you to open up and yep. when you're more clear in your head and in your body it's easier for you to function right and in, in your day's work and yep. so 
yeah, I mean, coffee is also planned, but it's just a bit, <laughs> a little too intense. And so if you want to take a step back and see what's really happening without that, you know, go, go, mm-hmm. go um, supplement, then mm-hmm. you can switch to, to cacao. And life's already, I mean, then, then the world as it is, is tougher, is tough enough to, you know, not need a coffee. I think we need a lot more of the gentler energies. Um, and and I, I love that I discovered cacao. Um, I've, I've been off caffeine since 2005, I think. Um Forcefully, I was used to be like this huge coffee drinker, um, but I got gastritis and all of those things, and it's like okay, no, no more to coffee. How did I switched... you not have coffee in production? In, in right, stop. <laughs> I survived um, film production without coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that actually, but that just pretty much led to like a lot of like hard liquor drinking. <laughs> Off of, I uh, know, off of work, <laughs> um, yeah. which of course my body suffered through. So that's also that was also always part of my healing journey to make sure that we don't just support our emotion, you know, our emotional selves or mental health. We also support ourselves physically. It's all of these things, you know, put together that we kind of have to um, maybe pay more attention to. And balance, mm-hmm. and you know, it, we're still allowed to have fun. You know, <laughs> you don't have to be like a purist or whatever. But if you have these tools that are like pretty easy to, you know, like I mean, how hard is it to like make a cup of cacao <laughs> in the morning? Just like, like at the very least, you need like hot water, a glass, or a mug, and then cacao, and then just you know, I mean, it's not. It's not rocket science, yeah. right? I mean, you can never be too busy. You can never have, you know, not enough time to have it. Um, it's it's just allowing yourself to maybe have five to ten minutes of me time, mm-hmm. and and to to ground yourself and to center yourself and to maybe have the clarity and boost that you need for the rest of the day. You know? yeah. So, yeah, I'm really glad that, and I've, I've been like trying to spread the love <laughs> with my guys. Like, oh, I mean, even you. though you're pretty much open to, I mean, you're as a person already, it can't hurt to try out a bit of cacao. You know? mm. It's I find your, your, our bodies will thank us. Emotions will thank us, especially. Chad, so, well, thanks for being a cacao lover like myself. <laughs> you know, it's funny because... Um, going back to human design, right, and finding uh-huh. out my, my type or my design as a projector, I, I, I like questioning why I do things. And it's like, so why did I do cacao? At first, it was more of like, you know, some practical reasons and going back to my roots, connecting with my family. And then I realized oh, most of the things that I like doing and sharing are not just good for other people, but they're actually for me. It's like, self-care you know like what you said like projectors need to have a lot of rest a lot of self-care and so it's finally you know like making sense why I'm doing these things so that but that's human design so I want to ask you out of all the qualifications your skills and the energy and healing arts that you 
um, <laughs> embody and offer to your clients, what is your mm-hmm. most um, favorite tool? You know that you you like applying to yourself and then um, prescribe not prescribing but like <laughs> sharing with your with your clients. Yeah. Um, if there was one currently, and I would say currently because as again, like as manifesting generators, we tend to shift a lot and pivot a lot. And like, you know, when something doesn't quite light us up anymore, we look for the next thing that would, you know, generate that passionate energy. Um, not forgetting everything, of course, but, you know, just adding in always. I would say at the moment it would be human design. Um, I actually have a membership that goes through different topics and how you apply human design and the Enneagram. I use the Enneagram also for it. Um, but maybe I would say 60% human design, 40% Enneagram um, to different topics each month. So that would like, um, like this month we were, we are, we're going through fears according to design. So what are the common fears that each type has? What are your fears according to your profile, um, the lines that you have? Um, and this is something that you'll find in your chart. So it's free to generate your chart. You can go to jovianarchive.com. You can go to geneticmatrix.com, bodygraph, mybodygraph.com. So you, there's really a lot of fun. Or you can just like Google free human design chart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it easy for everybody. Um, but, you know, you have that. You have like... Um, which gate, which number is defined that says what your repeating fears are embedded in it. You and we and we talk about how to, you know, this like formulate sort of um, your own strategy of having the courage to battle out those fears. Um, and then I cap that off with another topic um, towards the end of the month, which covers marketing according to design. So, and I find that it, it's really, and I think it speaks a lot of what the approach that I have is in terms of life coaching and business coaching. So I have a marketing module that will, you know, how to approach your clients, how to talk to your clients, how to promote yourselves, all of these things. But that's coupled with this fear and courage by design module, which really helps you show up and sort of face your demons and your fears because you can't market yourself or your business if you have all of these looming and hanging around, yeah. right? Um, so it's, it's really a lot of that. It's, it's that um, synthesis of different modalities, different tools, different approaches that you can't do business coaching. You can't do business strategies with, by, by um, totally ignoring the less tangible things, you know? Because a lot of people are like, no, just tell me how I'm going to make more money. Just tell me how I can, like, skyrocket my business. Really, I mean, okay, yeah. Probably that will work for you for quite some time, but let's see if you'll be like entirely happy with your life by X amount of years, right? So I, I, I believe that to be really, to have soul-based success, you know, something, the, the kind of success where you don't have to sacrifice your health, you don't have to sacrifice your family, your energy, you know, your relationships. all of <laughs> your relationships, and that's very important, right? Um, and yourself, really, you don't have to compromise everything, but still, you know, have the financial success that you're looking for, all those achievements, working with soul based clients or soulmate clients, also. Um, you have to have a balance of all of these things, and that's something that um, I help the clients with. <laughs> yeah, that. 
That, that's one thing I like, even though I don't know so much yet about human design, that it has like a strategy, you know, for you to be able to work out your, like you said, your fears or mm -hmm. the areas in your life that you're not really like strong or supported. Mm -hmm. When you said that I don't have access to sustainable energy, I was like, no, you can't tell me that. <laughs> I have. But then I guess it's just more of like understanding what it really is, right? So if I'm new, so I, I told my best friend about human design uh, a week ago. And so she was so interested and she tried to go on, uh, what was that site you told me, Gen genetic matrix yeah. matrix so and she was like what is this can you please like explain <laughs> to me because i think she's like a generator or something like that uh -huh. and, and like i don't understand what it is it showed and, and, and i couldn't like, explain anything to her also so in a nutshell what is human design and how can people use it to you know improve their their lives mm -hmm. So human design is a lot of things. Like I mentioned earlier, it's a synthesis of a lot of, of both, um, of both um, you know, spiritual-based systems and modalities and also like modern ones in like quantum physics and quantum mathematics and things like that. Um, but really, it can get quite complicated. It can be scary. It can be overwhelming. Um, the moment that you receive your chart, it's like, what is this code for something? <laughs> I'm like, what is it? You know, um, and, and one thing that I would always like tell people who are starting out with human design is the only thing you have to, you know, maybe not the only thing, but like the main thing you have to remember about human design is that it will always tell you it's it's sort of like a reminder or like a, of who you are before the world told you who you should be it's it's really just that um and once you get started to just download your free chart and you start with what your energy type is so there's just five of them you're one of five types um you begin with that and for each type, you'll, of course, have descriptions, how you manage your energy. You will have a unique strategy that is unique to the energy type that you have. Um, and you can start there, really. Just start practicing and applying that strategy, that strategy of making decisions and, and, and things like that. For example, um, and this is where, as a projector, for example, um, a projector strategy is to wait to be invited or to wait for recognition, um, which blows a lot of projector minds because, like, what? I can't do anything. I have to wait for someone to, like, recognize me and how awesome I am or, like, to someone has to invite me before I have to okay, give them right. my... <laughs> right it's like and, and it's 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 crazy for a lot of projectors because projectors are guides you know they're they're you know there's about like projectors make up about 20 percent of the world's population there's not there's not a lot of you out there <laughs> um which makes you know um and and you're sort of like the guide um you see a lot of things basically um you know what shit storm's coming and you know the train's gonna be you know you know if it's gonna be a train wreck or you know if it's gonna be a success early on 
Um, and you sometimes, you know, it, it makes you want to just, you know, step in front of that train and say, oh, hey, wait, no, you're gonna crash. Stop, stop. You need this. This is the way that, you know, you have to add this. You have to do this for it, for you not to crash. Because I know I can see it. I can see it miles before, you know, you've even, um, you know, you've even gotten there. But, you know, projectors have to be, to be reminded that not everybody's ready to receive the wisdom that they have, to receive your guidance, right? Um, and most of the world isn't. <laughs> and that's something that a lot of projectors um, struggle with, right? Because why won't, you know, and this is a question I get with a lot of projectors, why won't you want to know if something's gonna, <laughs> you know, something's gonna fail or if something's not for you, you know, yeah. when if you can find out earlier. Um, and that's because some people need to experience it for themselves. Some people don't like to be told what to do. Um, some people don't feel like listening at all. Some people feel too much, think they're too much. I mean, it, you can fill in the blanks with all of those different things. But some people just aren't ready um, to hear that wisdom, you know. Um, so you have to, and that's where the strategy is of, kind of waiting for them to invite you and say maybe, hey, princess, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> or like, um, or like to recognize, you know, how amazing you are and maybe tell them, hey, princess, you know, I, you know, I know you're, you have this keen eye um, for, let's say, for seeing the truth. <laughs> you think this guy is kind of like messing with me? Yeah. And, Wait, and, I need to look at my cards. <laughs> and they kind of, you know, as soon as they welcome you there into their space or they recognize the gifts that you have, the wisdom, you know, your capacity to give them that, then they'll, you know, you know that whatever, you know, knowledge, whatever wisdom you're going to be able, you, you have available will not be falling on deaf ears. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's you managing also the energy that you have, which isn't, you know, a lot, <laughs> you know, making sure that the energy that you expand, you expand rather, will always, you know, will be, will not go to waste. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty interesting how these things go together. My, my next question, and All right. not about <laughs> projectors anymore, but does it, or how does it affect relationships dynamics you know not just like a romantic relationship yeah. but also like i find I've, I've been really lucky with all like the people that i have met you know that i have mm -hmm. worked with i've never been in a bad maybe that's the projectors you mm -hmm. know because <laughs> right? you see already <laughs> yeah. but like, it just happened like someone would apply for a job you mm -hmm. know or like kahit yung mga like cleaners or like uh -oh. helpers <laughs> They're really good and they come back and say, like, you need more help? I'm like, well, thank you, you know? Like, so anyways, but of course you can't ask them like your name, your birthday and yeah. your place of birth, right? <laughs> but, yeah, let's talk about relationship dynamics with um, the types of human design. Mm -hmm. So in what in, um, how, do you, how do they like get along? How can they, okay, so maybe this- Compliment, this, get along. Yeah. So, so this is a story that I like sharing all the time because it's so real for us. So me and my husband, we're both manifesting generators. So manifesting generators move fast, right? Because like I said, we're able to do a lot of things at the same time. We're 
um, the few people who are actually the, the type who can, who are made and designed to multitask, um, to do a lot of different, you know, things like that. Um, and my son, so I have a six-year-old, um, he's turning seven in December. So I have a six-year-old he, who is a manifester, another type. Um, manifestors are about 9 to 11% of the world's population. Um, <laughs> and But manifestors really kind of, um, they, do, they also don't have um, access to sustainable workforce, life force, energy. So for the longest time, <laughs> my son would like, you know, and this is something basic, right, and simple. My son would take, maybe would eat a piece of bread and his milk, like a glass of milk. And it would take two hours, <laughs> probably, you know, to eat a meal, you know, it's not even like you have a five-course, ten-course meal to take two hours, right? Um, but for, for the life of me, I can never figure out why my son takes long with everything. Like, takes his time, savors things, and he always seems to move at his own pace with everything, you know? Um, when he's excited, he'd have these bursts of energy where he's like, okay, Ma, I'm going to continue this like short story I'm writing, like tiny short Minecraft story I'm writing. He did that earlier today. It's like, and I'm going to need like two hours. Don't, bo- don't bother me. Um, and just, just let me be. I'm going to write something. It's like, okay. But you know, we have to eat and kind of do that, that, you know, manifest, math, you know, schedules and things. And like, you have to move things. I have a life later. You kind of do that. You have to finish. Like, take a bath. Eat now. And things like that. Um, and even with eating, it was always like, "Ang tagal mo kumain, bilisan mo naman. You're so slow. Like you're gonna like you're gonna re- we're gonna take a bath. You're gonna remove your clothes and like you take maybe ten minutes removing a shirt. You know your brief and your pants. I'm like, why? You know it would always get on my nerves. And I would find like my husband would be the same. It's like you're so slow. We've we're done already. We've had dessert and like a dessert after the dessert and things like that. And you're still like eating the bread <laughs> and things like that." Um, it wasn't until they discovered human design that I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? I didn't realize that I was, you know, I wasn't respecting the, you know, my son's energy type, yeah. you know, because manifest, manifest, like I said, manifestors don't have, they get tired really easily. <laughs> they get like, you know, and, and this is also why we shifted to homeschooling um, so that he could have, you know, maybe like, you could take breaks whenever he needed to and things like that. Um, take into consideration that, um, you know, if he's not in the mood for something, if he's in the zone, because manifestors kind of have that um, direct line to source. They get that, um, they, they get downloads where they, ha- when they get that particular download and, and idea, they kind of have to do it immediately. Um, and when you sort of bother them or interrupt them, it becomes like this whole episode where, you know, they kind of like explode that energy outwards. Um, and my son gets that a lot. And I couldn't understand that about him until I started human design. Um, and it was something, it's something that I'm, I started um, talking to my husband about how, you know, despite us being more wired to move quickly, like maybe have a meal in 10 minutes versus my son having a meal in two hours. That's <laughs> something you kind of have to live with and maybe guide him through it. Maybe, like, maybe you can cut it to an hour <laughs> and not yeah. two hours once you grow. And, and, and things like that. But it's, it's the understanding of how, you know, how to help him utilize the energy that he has. Or like me 
um, telling my husband, you know, you can actually do more, but you have to keep, you know, you have to do something that makes you happy, something that lights you up. Because the moment that even though you have the energy, like sustainable access to energy, um, access to sustainable energy, if you're doing something that doesn't make you happy or that doesn't um, inspire you or light you up, then you're just going to burn out. Um, so that's something that you know and which which led him to like okay maybe like explore a hobby do a bit more you know things that make you happy he recently finished you know he recently um, finished his Reiki 1 certification also which is amazing they got him into Reiki (laughs) he he always found um, you know great so it changes our relationships in the sense that we're able to honor the people around us, the people we value the most, um, just because they are themselves, you know, not that we have to impose what our thoughts are, what our beliefs are, what we think they should be, you know, and you apply that to parenting, apply that to relationships, even for businesses, right? You, let's say you have a member of your team who is, um, let's say, it's a good example. Let's say if you have a projector on your team, then you know that this person would always have to be invited, would you always have to be asked or would, be, would, would benefit from recognition, you know, with the things that they're good at so that they're going to be offered their wisdom for you and, and help you improve your business also and things like that. So that's also something that um, I've, I've helped a couple of clients who have teams, you know, how you work, how you work together as a team better, knowing the different like types that are part of that team. Yeah, we have a question actually from Thea. How many, uh, how may uh, manifest, manifesting, gen- yeah, manifesting generators, generators right? support, support manifestors? manifestors. Um, you, I would guess at well. If if the manifest introduce them to human design, <laughs> and then second, um, it would because you'd have to sort of like at least get, give them an introduction of like, hey, did you know there's like you know like different energy types and different ways that we utilize energy and things like that. So you can leave it there <laughs> so that the person won't get quite overwhelmed. Um, and then introduce them to their type, which is, you know, did you know manifestors are like this? Um, there's a little bit, you know, a snippet of what a manifestor is. Um, you can have them, you know, I have a free intro course to the five types on my website. So you can go ahead and have them watch it. It's that's Augustine slash freemium. Um, I'll type it out later. Um, but you can have it, you can find it on my, on the link, in, on, on a link in my bio. Um, but in terms of strategy as a manifesting generator, we know that we move quickly, we move fast, we like things done, you know, um, as in a pace that we're accustomed. Um, you support your manifester loved one, I guess. I would suppose that's a loved one because it's so important. Um, so support your manifester loved one by allowing them, you know, don't make them feel bad <laughs> for not being able to catch up with you um, for, at the, for the pace that you're doing. Don't, you know, um, allow them to move at the pace of their own and remind them that it's, you know, there's about the strategy, which is manifestor strategy is really just informing, inform, and then making action. Um, don't just like do some, yeah, and my son does that. He's like, oh, I got this idea. I want to I wanna have like this Minecraft, um, you know, real life Minecraft. And I'm going to put together like 
you know, and he starts putting together, like putting out blocks in the living room. It's like, don't do that! You know? And, and before, he didn't verbalize it. He didn't um, inform us of these ideas. So once you have a manifester starting to like implement something, and you, don't, you have no idea what they're doing, um, and suddenly they're like in the zone. So a lot of, I, I don't know if you're a manifester, loved ones like that. You find these manifestors get in the zone all the time. When they're in the zone, now you can't bother them. Because when you bother them, they'll get really angry at you. So communicate with them that, you know, have them tell you when they are about to enter their zone. Um, that means they got this download, they got this idea that they want to do, and then, you know, just tell them to inform you first. If you're, you know, especially if you live in the same house, you know, just tell them like, okay, I'm, I, I will, let's say, okay, I'm going to be writing something for the next hour. I just need an hour. You know, that's, that's something as simple as that. So you don't end up interrupting them. Don't ask them what they're doing. Because <laughs> that's going to interrupt the flow, the, 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 flow, their um, internal nonverbal creative flow is what we call it. Um, and, you know, you can ask them about it once they're done. They'll be more than glad to tell you about it. Um, but allow them to, you know, just make sure that they inform you first and you don't interrupt them at any cost. You know, of course, unless, of course, it's something dangerous already, di ba? But, you know, <laughs> no but, you know, as long as it's harmless, <laughs> like, give them the space that they need and, and allow them lots of rest. <laughs> Once they burn out from that zone, they're going to be pretty much exhausted and, like, dead to the world. <laughs> so, allow them to, to have that. So, like, my, my kid, once he hits the sack at night, he's like, Wala, talaga. <laughs> it's like I've expended all my energy. Um, and, he, and he gets that a lot also. Um, so yeah, I hope that helped. Um, and if you have anything more specific about it, um, like a specific scenario um, with your manifesto loved one, you can just type it out also there. Wow. That's, this, this is really interesting. I think I'm gonna be hiring people based on their human design now. <laughs> a lot of people are actually, especially not so much here, but um, in the US and in the UK, a lot of people are actually um, including in their, um, when they put out job descriptions and feelers, they actually include a question about, you know, what your Enneagram type is and what your human design type is. So they know if something's, someone's going to be complementing, you know, um, their own particular type. Yeah. So it's interesting. <laughs> how was um how is it received here in in the Philippines because this is a very new um healing modality or coaching modality right are people yeah. open to like um integrating human design in the strategies now or yeah I think there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in that particular um aspect because the, what I find with um, these types of systems, right? You have Enneagram, you have um, the MBP, MBPI, um, you know, the, the, all of the other things. Um, you have your Strengths Finder um, and things like that. Any, any type of like typing system. People often stop with um, finding out what their type is, let's say, the basic thing. Right, they go through like whatever description is found online about it, and then they resonate with something, they recognize themselves on it, um, and stop there. 
you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's so cool. I think I'm like, let's say, I'm a manifesting generator. I'm allowed to do a lot of things. I'm, I'm fun. We like play. We like, we move fast and we multitask and things like that. And then you stop there, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's that like, yeah, I know I'm like this. And it's almost as if this like, um, I don't know. It feels like this, like we often, and, and, and I think we do this a lot with, even with those during, I don't know if you like were I, I was a fan of those like BuzzFeed quizzes you know mm-hmm. you go through like there's a time where that was like pretty uso I think that was the time um, I was like stay at home mom so I did a lot of those things <laughs> I was like there's us oh another BuzzFeed quiz mm-hmm. um, because we like recognizing ourselves and seeing ourselves um, especially the good parts right because um, more often than not people don't see us for who we are um, yeah. and I think that's because we lack the practice, we lack the embodiment of these particular, you know, who we really are, right? I mean, you stop there, you recognize yourself in a particular type, in a particular system, but you don't do anything about it beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of us are still stuck there. A lot of people are still stuck there, so they don't quite get the benefit of it, you know, the mm-hmm. full spectrum, the full experience. Mm-hmm. And human design especially is, is more... <laughs> won't do anything for you unless you start becoming. It's mm-hmm. not enough for you to have the knowledge of something. Um, it's always about putting it into practice and, mm-hmm. and applying it to your everyday life, even to little things. Um, and, and I remember I'd, I'd have, you know, I'd, I'd tell my clients um, who are starting out with human design um, and practicing their strategy, for example, to like, okay, start with small decisions. Like, if you're deciding between like which brand of bread to buy, you know, <laughs> you apply your strategy to that. You apply your unique authority, your unique deciding authority to that, you know. Um, just that basic thing, you know, and you do it more often in the day. Um, am I going to take a nap today? Yes or no? Am I going to, you know, wash my hair today? Yes or no? You start applying it with the little things um, so that when the big things come, it becomes more natural. It almost becomes second nature. And then it's not, and and, and that's the only time you move on to the next thing, you know, Mm because there's a lot, you know, the next um, part, the next chunk of your chart. um, Once you've mastered the first one, which is your type, your strategy, and then your authority. So it's, it's always building up against another it's this it's not there's no reason to rush things mm-hmm. really um but yun nga, with with the way things are um in the way the world is currently set up i mean we're all slowing down yes but we're picking up back again <laughs> um you know with things opening up so i think it's it's gonna take a bit of time and it will for people who are ready for it Human design is there. I'm there for you. Um, and hopefully within the next years, people will be more welcoming to um, having and applying it into their lives because it's really fun. It's like, I, you know, I mean, like I was a huge overthinker prior to all of these things. And now I make snap decisions with big things. Like, you know, even if it's as little as am I going to buy this or add to cart? <laughs> Because <laughs> like, um, I based off my, my human design authority. So, you know, for example, I have a sacral authority. It's this, um, I respond to things with a gut-based decision, a simple yes or no to things. 
So I don't overthink things anymore. It's like when my gut says no, then it's a no. When my gut says yes, then it's a yes. I, 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 when my gut says yes, but then that's still a no. <laughs> right? exactly, yeah. And not yet. <laughs> so we kind of keep things, it makes things simple. Whereas you would have like before, I would be like, <sighs> pros and cons. And like, I'll ask like a couple of friends. I'll tell them all about these things. And then I'll process all of these things. You know, and when we could live simpler. <laughs> yeah. You know, in a way that works for us. I mean, I, I don't like, once you have that in place, you're not gonna go back to any kind of like way that you've been handling life before, or even business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it really helps, right? Like what you said earlier, you gave yourself permission to be a manifesting generator and <laughs> yes to everything and do what you can do. Um, Tats, yep. it's been a wonderful time. I <laughs> We're here for an hour. It sounds like we're only <laughs> And we can go right? on. <laughs> right? But thank you so much. Um, just to close this conversation, is there any, like, tips or advice that you can give um, to anyone who are, you know, seeking, how you say, right. like, are questioning <laughs> themselves or a lot, their decisions, you know, because... We oft, like at the beginning of this conversation, you said we often get judged based on our actions and our decisions, right? Like, what, what's yeah. your yeah, tip or advice? If I was to, okay, I would tell you if you're feeling like, and you probably are. <laughs> Like, everybody's judging you. Everybody has some sort of opinion about who you are and who you should be, what you should be doing, um, who you should be with, even, right? <laughs> I get that a lot. Um, that, you know, these are, at the end of the day, it's easy to say, um, be true to yourself, you know. Be who you truly be who you truly are. Um, you know, be authentically you. <laughs> you know, all of these like uh, things. Um, but it's not enough to just know to to like stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself, "I am awesome. I am me." <laughs> you know, in the, there's a place for that. Yes, there's, those are powerful words. Our words have so much power that yes, we should be affirming ourselves. We should be telling ourselves how amazing we are. But how can you begin? More than an advice, I'd pose a question. How can you begin to tell yourself and affirm yourself how amazing you are as a human being if you have no idea who that is? And to know who that is, kind of have to start peeling off the layers. Kind of have to start, you know, um, maybe it's something, you know, if you want to think about it as something more relatable than the true self or like the core self and things like that. Um, think of it, think of who you are at present, who you show up to as, as into the rest of the world as it is, as that a profile photo that you put out on Facebook, in social media, 
You don't just go out and put like, okay, I'm gonna put a selfie right now, me without makeup and, and things like that. Or not even a filter, not even anything. I'm just gonna put that out and then post it na as my profile photo. You don't, right? You always make sure that you, you check the lighting, you put a bit of makeup, you comb your hair, you choose a bit of filter, um, and that's who you are, and that's who you show the world. The raw selfie never gets shown by any, to anybody. The raw mm-hmm. selfie, you don't even quite remember probably. You probably deleted it from your phone, <laughs> right? And that's who you are. That's, that's, that raw selfie is that amazing self that you should be affirming, not this filtered self. But you can't begin to find out who that is unless you start removing all the filters, right? So mm-hmm. that's, and that's something that I'm hoping that I, you know, if you need help with, you can DM me, we can talk about it, we can get into a conversation of what that can look like for you. Um, like I mentioned, I do a lot of <laughs> things and I make sure that I always, you know, customize it um, to what you need as a person. Right? It's always, it's never this one size fits all kind of thing. Because we're all different and we're all unique, right? Yeah, so, that's yeah, that's it. Said. Thank you. That really got me in your last words. <laughs> So with that being said, I will turn off the light now and take off the filter from this. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Have a beautiful weekend. (laughs) You too, you too. Talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Bye. Have a nice weekend.